0: Hey everyone, it's Andrew Claven. I have a new book coming out. It's called The Truth and Beauty. This book is of immense importance to me. I hope you will read it and find it to be important to you as well. The subtitle is How the Lives and Works of England's Greatest Poets Point the Way to a Deeper Understanding of the Words of Jesus. And I wanted to talk about the book with my son, Spencer Claven, the host of the Young Heretics podcast, because we've been talking about these issues Endlessly for years,
1: as long as I can remember. Really, I mean, we've been on hikes and mused about the romantic poets, and from that to scotches and cigars and talking about this this stuff. I I know this is something that uh, you're so passionate about. I mean, it is your field of academic expertise, really, and and you've distilled it into this great. Book. It's really like rip. It's a rip roaring good read, which is you know people might not expect that out of a book about English poets and dandies. But as we as we've discussed, you know it's, it's it's these big personalities in this crucial time. That's a lot like ours. They're writing some of the best poetry in the world. I mean, Keats's Ode to Autumn alone is is worth the price of the book. Just understanding what that poem is about. Um, but here's my next question for you, which is what on earth does any of this have to do with Jesus? This is, this is a book about Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this is about understanding the Gospels, understanding why they they matter, why they they transform the whole world. Why does that come out of The Romantic Poets? <laughs> well,
0: my argument, and it's an argument that I share with other critics of these, these poets, is that they're dealing with the problems of unbelief, the mm-hmm. problems that—, that the idea that radical politics can solve everything, the idea that gender roles uh, don't matter, the idea that science is the answer to all our problems and, can, and everything is made out of material and there is no spiritual life. And they have found themselves separated from the spiritual underpinnings of the world. Mm. And these poets, alone, well, everybody else was saying reason, it's the age of reason, now it's going to, we're going to be enlightened by reason. These poets, especially these poets, are saying, yes, but I'm in here. I have this interior world, Mm -hmm. and it's an interaction. It's in collaboration with the creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, uh, Coleridge, the most brilliant of them all, the most most intelligent of them all, said we're in collaboration with the great I am. And and they started to rediscover in a new way, Mm -hmm. for a new age, how to talk about that. And some, some of them didn't know that's what they were doing. Some of them found out as they went along that it was a new way of seeing Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. But we change. Our consciousness changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so at the end of the book, a long, l- the longest probably single chapter is like maybe the last third of the book. I go back to the words of Jesus and the life of Jesus and talk about how he is the source of the wisdom they found. Mm. Not all of them knew it. Wordsworth became a Christian in the end. Coleridge was always a Christian because he was the smartest of them all. (laughs) Keats died so young that he never really got a chance. But Jesus is the source of it all. And when you read him through the lens of the romantic poets... Suddenly, his words mean something fresh and new. Mm. They don't mean something different than they ever meant before. They meant something that has gotten lost as we've hardened our idea of religion. This is my religion. Mm. This is what's right and wrong. This is what all of the stuff that Jesus was saying. Love your enemy. Like, what does that even mean? Mm. Why should I? Why would I do that? Why on earth would I do that? The answers. Are illuminated by the poets. The answer to why you would even love your neighbor—it sounds like that sounds kind of nice—but what if my neighbor's a schmuck? You know, (laughs) (laughs) and what if in loving him, this is one of the big mistakes I think people make—he doesn't get any better. Mm. He doesn't actually change. Uh, What? Why? Why have churches lost the power to? Draw us in, and they're basically just want to be a, a, a sort of adjunct of the world. They want to either adopt leftist politics, Black Lives Matter, and gay pride in their churches, or they want to oppose it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't become a leftist. But that's actually not what Jesus was talking about. Mm. Jesus was actually talking about something entirely different. And the poets, some, many of them, as I say, without meaning to, stumbled onto what I've now come to call the secret knowledge. Mm. The secret knowledge is the, the, the worldview. That Jesus had and what I try to do is by looking at Jesus in a new way, a different way, I try to get to know him, which was your suggestion. That, you know, you said to <laughs> me. It's my fault. Yeah, yeah it's I your lied. fault. You <laughs> People said, can you're, write to
1: <laughs> send, address all complaints to Spencer, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, you, you said you're trying to understand a philosophy, but you should try and get to know a man. And when you try and get to know a man, what happens when you know somebody, you can see the world a little bit through his eyes. Mm-hmm. When you see things through Jesus's eyes, yeah, obviously none of us can do it all the way, though we try to get closer to it all the time. Mm-hmm. You see the world Differently, and you see it a, a lot of what is captured in some of the most beautiful English ever written in the poems of these writers and the novel uh, by Mary Shelley.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think Keats is probably my favorite of these poets. Yeah, me uh, too, you know, died young, turned out some of the most brilliant poems in the in the language, and and yet. In your book, what you're describing really becomes clear through the life of Wordsworth, I think. It's a wonderful sort of fresh understanding of why Wordsworth found his faith, why he became the Christian that he became. Because you have in the prelude, for example, you have him wandering through France as the revolution is, is basically, you know, desecrating the churches and looking back and realizing that that was the root. Of course, that was the root of a lot of what's going wrong now. As you say, there's plenty of, you know, the materialism, the godlessness, like all of that. We know what's wrong. But Wordsworth finds something that's right, right? I mean, he, in, in the intimations of immortality, he has this beautiful line, right? Not in utter nakedness, but trailing cl- clouds of glory do we come from God who is our home. That in seeing, you know, the, the, the mind alive in nature, he saw the mind that was, that was God's mind. Yeah. I think there's something that people are going to wonder about, that I wonder about, which is, is this romantic way of rediscovering God in nature, is that just nature worship? Do you know what I mean? Like, because, of course, you're right to insist on Jesus as kind of the key to all of this, but not all of them understood
0: that. So what's the, what's the difference there? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. One of the things I say is that the, the poets looked at, at godless nature and Christian truth looked back at them. Hmm. And, and I think that that's the the key is you can explain the meaning of jesus you know meanings of jesus mm. but you can't eliminate jesus from the meaning and the reason for that is that jesus brings to life meaning itself mm. jesus the, one of the points of the book is that they started to see that the spirituality of life, the spirit of life was actually in each thing that they looked at in it was all there it was in but it only when it met the human imagination mm. that, that's what brought it to life it comes
1: right back to what we began with on that balcony so many right. yeah. months ago, years, years ago now, which is that it's, a, it's about the personhood, right? It's about the character of a human person and not some vast floating abstract e- ex- or, Exactly, Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Personhood, it, the incarnation, is the meaning. And everything Jesus does has a meaning. He tells parables that have meanings and all this stuff. But they can exist without the parable. And his meaning can't exist without him. And I would say, philosophically speaking, I mean, philosophically speaking, instead of the idea that I'm trying to find a natural, which was some of the posts were trying to find a, a natural explanation for the s- supernatural truth. But what I'm saying is, no, 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 you cannot have one without the other. Yeah. And Jesus's incarnation is the key to the whole thing. Mm. The whole, it, it explains It explains a lot about women. It explains a lot about science. It explains a lot about politics. Once you understand that this human being was the incarnation of the living God, everything starts to make sense. And Mm -hmm. that's why uh, Wordsworth, who was really the only one who lived a, a long time, they all died so young, Wordsworth is the one guy who kind of makes that journey, starting as a radical, thinking that the French Revolution is going to change everything. He makes the journey back to Christianity. Mm. And I think the Christianity that he saw and the Christianity that Coleridge saw, who was the the most brilliant of them all, is the Christianity I'm talking about, this secret knowledge of what Jesus was actually talking about that I think we, we need to rediscover in a new age. Once again, the book is called The Truth and Beauty, How the Lives and Works of England's Greatest Poets Point the Way to a Deeper Understanding of the Words. Of Jesus it is out from Zondervan in early April, but I hope you will go and pre-order it on Amazon or wherever you pre-order your books so Zondervan knows uh, that you're excited to get it. And if you want to hear more of Spencer and I talking about this, I will join him on his podcast, The Young Heretics, and we will have a deeper conversation about the truth and beauty.